Welcome to the Find Your Best Future podcast. This is the podcast that helps international families make great decisions when it comes to choosing university courses. So today I'm very happy to welcome Mano Sola from Les Roches Marbella. Mano, just before we dig into the details, perhaps you could just briefly tell us a little bit about yourself and a quick introduction to your university. Hi, thank you, Jeremy, for having me. A uh, great pleasure to be speaking to you and to everyone that's listening. My name is Mano Soler. I am the managing director for the Roche Marbella, our campus in Spain. A bit about myself, I am actually from the Philippines, but I grew up in Morocco. And I am actually a current La Roche Marbella alumni. I graduated here a long, long, long time ago, as I like to say. I was a student here, and then I did go into hospitality, mainly in operations. And about 15 years ago, I decided to do a career change and come back to the university, which eventually led me to the current position that I am in now. So very happy to be here as an alumni, supporting obviously 15,000 strong alumni association as well. From there, La Roche is a Swiss hospitality school. We are, as I said, based in Spain, but we do have a campus as well in Switzerland, in Transmontana, which is a La Roche Switzerland campus. And we've been going strong, mainly in Marbella for over 28 years now. We, have, we are definitely a reference for the international hospitality industry with strong links to the industry and also a key player in ensuring that we are following the hospitality trends to ensure that our students are able to get into the industry and work from there. I mean, I've always noticed when talking to people working in the hospitality universities is that they're very often alumni and they have this very sort of strong sense of family or commitment or engagement and belonging to their alma mater. So it's very nice to hear that you are one of those, Mano. Now, Mano, you mentioned just now that you are located in Marbella in Spain. Could you just give our international listeners a little bit more idea about like, where is Marbella? How do you get there? What the transport connections are like? And also what the weather is like. I'd imagine it's rather nice, isn't it, in Spain? Yeah, we could get into the weather, which is definitely uh, key to our destination. But just as an initial introduction to Marbella as a destination, we are based in the south of Spain, very south. So in a wonderful day, which there's about 360 days of sun, you can actually see across the Mediterranean and you can see Morocco. So that's how far south of Spain we are. Marbella is located in an area called the Costa del Sol and the Costa del Golf, which literally means the coast of the sun and the coast of the Gulf. In terms of sun, that is what I mentioned before. We have incredible weather throughout the whole year. And the Costa del Golf, it's because it is one of the largest areas with most concentration of golf courses. We have over 150 golf courses in the local area. To get to Marbella, the easiest and biggest city is Malaga. Malaga is the capital of the Costa del Sol. And it also has one of the most important airports for international arrivals in Spain. It's actually this year, it's gone to number three, being Madrid and Barcelona at to number one and two as an international airport. And now Malaga is number three with incredible connections all over the world. We just, Malaga has just recently launched a Malaga, New York daily through United Airways as well. So it is also connected to the U.S. very easily. So that is a bit where we are and in the Costa del Sol next to Malaga, about, about, I would say 45 minute drives, we have Marbella, which is considered the most luxurious area for hospitality and even retail in the area. Very high-end luxury hotels, very high-end luxury hospitality. You have all the important brands such as Louis Vuitton and Dolce Gabbana and all of these companies that are in this area. And that is the lifestyle that it has. If I had to describe Marbella, it would be a mix of maybe Miami and Saint-Tropez as a destination. So again, not a bad city, mainly. Of course, to study here, there's a great life for our students while they are studying here, but it's also an important destination or location for us as a university to ensure that we are in a location that is related to high-end luxury hospitality. So that is part of the DNA of La Roche and why we have these two destinations. One would be Marbella, as I mentioned, for the high-end luxury hospitality, and then our campus in Switzerland is actually 
at the luxury ski resort. So that is also very important in terms of what we're, why Laroche is positioned in these two areas. Sounds as if it's ideally located. Might be worth pointing out to our listeners that Spain also has an excellent railway network right across the country, high-speed trains. So if you want to get around a little bit while you're in studying in Marbella, yeah, it's very easy. Perhaps we can move on and talk about the facilities that your university, your campus has. If you could perhaps describe your teaching facilities. Okay. The Russian Marbella is, as I mentioned earlier, is about 27 years old. We have a fairly small campus, but very dynamic. Our main idea on campus is since we cater for the hospitality industry is that the design of the campus is actually a mix between a university and a luxury resort. If someone comes into our campus and sees what it looks like, they'll be sometimes confused in seeing that there are classrooms, but there are also very nice areas that are similar to resorts on campus. So main building has residence where our students in the first year have to have to take on their accommodation. And then in the main building is where all of the classrooms are. So we have different classrooms. We have and the most important thing for me are the practical arts outlets that we have. So the Roche Marbella has four different types of restaurants in where our students actually do the practical work. And each of these restaurants have their own kitchen, restaurant area, and service and style. So we would have a buffet restaurant that hosts breakfast, lunch, and dinner, even brunch and dinner on the weekends. We have an a la carte fine dining restaurant, which is called El Olivo, which is based on Spanish cuisine. Again with all of the practical, traditional serving style. We have a bistro, which is an international steakhouse where students can get their burgers and their meats and their salads. But then we also have a restaurant that is more open to a trend. For example, this year we are working really on kilometer zero or local sourcing ingredients and our students can also enjoy that one there. We recently inaugurated a new residence for our students with over 212 beds. So they are about 30 plus single apartments that also have a gym, a study, a co-working area, as well as a new restaurant that will be opening to the public. So that is in a way what our facilities look like. Obviously, we also have an agreement with the local sports center, which is the Manolo Santana Tennis Club where our students have access to another gym, they have access to a swimming pool, and they have access to tennis and paddle tennis, which is something that students are taking on a lot. I'm sitting here thinking, this all sounds very tempting. <laughs> How can I sign up to be a student? Just the mention of the choice of dining facilities you have. And have I understood this right, that, that your students actually do the cooking and the serving in the dining areas, cafeterias, restaurants? Correct. It's part of their, their modular training. Students in the first semester, which is purely operational with some theory, they are divided into different groups and they have to attend these restaurants. But again, these restaurants are for the guests in the restaurants are actually our students. So yes, our students do have the opportunity every day to eat in these incredible outlets with incredible food and gastronomy. We're not a typical university where we have a canteen, but we put a lot of emphasis in great dining experience daily. Do you, I think you mentioned that you also have a campus in Switzerland, Crans Montana. Are your students able to switch and change between those two campuses or does a student sign up for Marbella and stay in Marbella? No. This is one of our unique attributes as a university. We are authentically global. The curriculum in both campuses are exactly the same. So students can start their first semester in Marbella, do an exchange, or the second semester you can do it in Switzerland, come back and go back. So there's really a mix of really what the student is looking for. Happy to accommodate those different options that our students uh, would like to do. And do you have any off-campus facilities apart from those two campuses that you've mentioned? Is there anywhere else that you have? No, not at the moment. Okay. Let's move on and talk about the academic staff, the ones who actually teach as the students. Could you tell us about where your staff come from? What sort of experience that they have? One, one very important thing about the Roche is its internationality. Currently, just from the student side, we have over 
this semester, 94 different nationalities, which is a very large international mix. And I would like to point out that only 25% of the students are Spanish. Sometimes you think you're a school, you're within a school in Spain. I'm sure all of the campus or all the students are Spanish. And then you have a few different nationalities. Actually, it's only a 25% of Spanish. And then from there on, we have students from, as I said, 94 nationalities, over 100 nationalities we've had in the past. So it's quite a little United Nations on campus. And that goes the same with our staff and faculty. Our faculty, we have a traditional academic faculty that come from academia, but we have a very good mix as well of faculty that come from the industry, from international industry, which we believe is also very important input in terms of, of giving rich to the subjects that we teach. Again, international faculty. It's a great opportunity for students from outside Spain to come to Spain and obviously be on the campus with Spanish students. Do you offer the international students the opportunity to take Spanish language classes? Definitely, yes. So our campus, our program is in English, which is our main language. And then students have the option of studying three different languages. Actually, you obviously have Spanish for the international students. We have French, we have German, and we have Mandarin as, well, as options for our students to do programs. But on top of that, if you're an international student and want to take advantage of being in our campus, you can also have a Spanish lessons separately through accredited bodies as well. So is your university accredited to one of the recognized accreditation agencies? Yes, definitely. We have an American accreditation called Nietzsche, which is the New England, sorry, yes, Nietzsche, New England accreditation. It's the same body that accredits universities such as Harvard, Yale and Brown, for example. So that accreditation goes across the whole La Roche-Bray. So obviously your students have no trouble at all moving on to somewhere else if they wish to afterwards, because I think for you listeners, it's important to attend a university that's properly accredited and obviously La Roche is. Well, do your university have any sort of exchange programs or formal relationships with other universities? Yes, in general, with many different universities, I think one of our programs, mainly the postgrad program, postgraduate program, or even some of our masters are also considered career changer programs. So we have students that study a different career at a different university, but want to specialize in hospitality in hotels in the whole spectrum of opportunities in hospitality. So those agreements can come and we obviously map out what the student has done in the past and can come and join our programs. Mainly, as I said, the postgrads and, and the masters, which can help in career changing. Now, I know that a lot of students and parents as well, when they're shopping around for which university to attend, look at ranking. We, we have actually made a separate episode on this topic, but my own feeling is that rankings are, are quite a useful starting point. Maybe they're not the be all and end all, but rankings. There are overall rankings and of course, subject specific or particular niche area rankings. Could you just describe where Le Roche is in the rankings? Okay. So in, in the QS ranking for, for hospitality universities, we are number four worldwide, which is, which is a great ranking, but I'd like to specify that the most important ranking, and again, we are in that number four is related to employability and employer reputation. We ensure that we are ranked amongst the top in the industry, which hires our students, which at the end of the day is the outcome that you're looking for. Having said that, we, we have evidence that the industry actually hires our students and believes that the way we are teaching our students to get into the industry is there, hence our high ranking and that's it. You obviously anticipated what I was going to say next, that the importance of looking at the employability rates. I know that Le Roche students are greatly sought after by the international hospitality industry. So thank you for clarifying that. So Mano, could you just give us a quick overview of the courses on offer at Marbella? Sure, of course. Again, we are an accredited university. Our main program is our Bachelor in Business Administration Hospitality, BA, which is a three and a half year course, seven semesters, including two internship semesters as part of that program. And then we have our graduate programs that can go from our postgraduate diploma in international hospitality management, 
and then our masters, masters in hospitality and, and sorry, masters in hotel management, master in marketing and management for luxury tourism. And students can also progress to the MBA in global hospitality, which is run together with our campus in Switzerland. So those are the main programs that are offered here at the Roche. And am I right in thinking that as part of, a, for example, if a student on your BBA bachelor core, would they be required to go out and do internships or on exchanges with other locations? Absolutely. It's an integral part of all of our programs where students have to complete their internships, as I mentioned, for the BBA program, that it's two different semesters. So that's semester two and five when they have to go out to do their internship in the industry. And I'll jump straight into the relationship with the industry because obviously it is related. Yes. Um, we have an incredible relationship with it, with the industry. We have over 60 to 70 companies that come every semester on campus just in Marbella to recruit our students. And you can name any of the biggest companies in the world that are coming to recruit. But I think one of the most beautiful things that happen in terms of recruitment is that the people that are coming to recruit are actually the Rosh alumni. So we have many students that are in important positions in these different brands, hotels, and companies that they are the ones actually coming on campus and recruiting future students to join their companies. Uh, I've, I was very pleased to read on your website how large and how strong your alumni network is because I know that is a really critical factor in your industry. And it seems like Le Roche is doing extremely well in, in that respect. But could you maybe just to explain how your BBA is structured in terms of like, what does a student do semester one, semester two? You mentioned that they go out on internships. Perhaps you could just run through the semesters and say very briefly how the course is structured. Absolutely. In our Bachelor of Business Administration, the student enters what we call BBA one, which is a more operational semester where they learn about the operations in uh, food and beverage, in the rooms division housekeeping, general cleaning, how to actually behave in that environment. So it's really a practical hands-on semester. What we also look forward for our students is to develop, to develop the right attitude to face the industry. Once they complete the first semester, they move on to BBA2, which is the internship semester. They are re required to complete an operational internship. This could be an internship at a hotel, as an F&B assistant, as a restaurant assistant maybe in the front office of a hotel. So everything related to operations in a hotel, uh, that is a five to six month internship. They come back to BBA three and four, which we call the management years. They are more, more focused in theory classes now, again, with applied projects in those classes to get into um, what management is, which will then, and then continue to a semester five where the internship, again, they go out to the industry. When I say go out to the industry, we have students currently doing internships in over 150 different countries at the moment to gain that international experience while they're getting their professional experience. And to put it to, that would be more of a managerial role or supervisory role, again, to, to gain the experience needed for them to come back to BBA six and seven, which would be the more business side of the bachelor program where they are really much engaged in, in business design and understanding the business. And then presumably after that, they can then go on into one of your master's programs if they so wish to. Correct. Yes. Or they can dive straight into a job as well. Now, something that concerns a lot of the students that I work with is whether they can receive sort of academic support at their chosen university. What kind of support do you offer to your students? There's obviously the, the academic support in subjects and teachers are open to, uh, to tutoring. We have student to student tutoring as well. We have learning disabilities programs for students as well. Again, as any other university, lots of support. Our main objective is to ensure that our students are succeeding. That is also part of our objectives in terms of providing the right service to our students as well. So it really depends on what the student is, needs support in. The good thing about Roche is that we are a fairly small school. We have over uh, approximately about a thousand students per semester. That gives the opportunity to really have a personalized service, personalized attention. Our classrooms are no bigger than 35 per class. Again, very one-to-one -one 
attention, any support that the student needs, aside from the assigned programs, there are support for teachers, faculty, staff, and so on. So yeah. And do students have easy access to their professors and faculty? Can they make appointments to go and talk with them? Oh yes, without a doubt. This is something that we see continuously in the afternoon. I just came from walking the campus and you see so many different tables where you have a teacher speaking to a group of students going through the academic part. So it is very accessible. And as I said, since we are a small campus, we'd like to say that we are a family oriented campus where everyone knows each other, that it's very accessible. Of course, the other side of student support revolves around the sort of social emotional side, because for a lot of these young people, it's possibly their first time away from home, maybe a long way from home, if they're studying in Spain and they come from some far off country, it could be the students have some sort of issues in settling in. What sort of support do you give to these students who find themselves in that situation? Thanks, Jeremy, for the question. And indeed, it is an integral and pivotal part of the values that we have here at Miroche. We understand that we develop our students professionally. But we put a very big emphasis in developing our students personally. We are very aware that a student, you know, that comes into our campus that's 18 years old, that is still trying to find out who he is, who she is, what they want in life and, and all of the issues that they might have, we ensure that we cover that as well. So it's not just about the academic, it's also about the support the students have throughout their studies in a personalized way. The Roche is very much into building attitude. So there's a lot of discipline involved. But the way we see it here is that we cannot request a lot of, let's say, discipline from our students if we do not also give all the help and support and care to our students. That has to be actually balanced. We have a counselor and psychologist on campus to support that. Students have, have access to that. And we, the LaRoche way of life, honestly, is make, making sure that we have a balance between the students progressing academically and how important they are feeling emotionally towards gaining their goal of, of pursuing their career. I know that hospitality universities place great emphasis on really training their students to project a certain sort of professionalism. And part of that I've seen in the dress code where students are required to dress in formal business attire, at least during the working day. Do you have that at Le Roche as well? Yes, without a doubt. It's very important for students to understand mainly in the first years to understand the rules and regulations that are there. But as I always say, it's not about deciding if that is right or wrong, if they should be dressed, but it's actually to prove yourself, to see if you're able to follow very simple standards in order for you to be prepared for the industry. So yes, all of our students again are within a dress code. And as you said, it's a suit and tie or a, a suit, but again, there, there are different, different aspects on the colors, the patterns, but it's not actually a uniform, but the dress code itself. I know that every time I've been to visit the hospital or the university, I make sure that I have my best suit on because I know that the standard is very high. And I have to say, it's very nice to see as an outsider coming onto campus, these young men and young women smartly dressed, they exude this sort of uh, aura of professionalism and competence. And uh, yeah, I'm always very impressed every time I witness that. Now I'll tell you a little, a little story about that. It Please do. Yeah. About making a, it's making our students feel comfortable in a suit and at the end students that are wearing a suit and it's something that they wear every day, they feel comfortable in it. And it really stands out when you see our students on campus and the story I was telling you, because we had a visit from an important company that came to see us. And as you said, they weren't expecting it. So they felt a bit underdressed seeing our students. The first question that came was, is there a, is there something going on today? I said, well, actually, no, this is just our normal day to day. And one of the feedback that he gave me he said, you maybe don't realize it, but on campus, we have a ping pong table and students between classes play ping pong and they're playing ping pong in a suit. So I thought it was funny that we see it as a normal thing, but it was shocking to the visit. Just trying to imagine playing ping pong in a suit. I reckon I could do it, but I might want to take my jacket off. Anyway, now mobility related issues. A lot of modern campuses now have access for students who have mobility issues. Is your campus set out for this? You mean the connection to, to come to campus and to visit to the city and so on? 
Partly that also, if a student is actually on campus, a lot of modern buildings have ramps rather than stairs, for example, and elevators to take students up to the next floor. I'm just yeah. wondering how your campus is situated. Yeah, it's absolutely compatible and again, following the regulations that are needed. Yeah. Now, of course, another aspect of all of this is health services. I assume that your European Union students will be covered anyway, because they're in Spain, which is an EU country. But how about the other international students? They need to take out special health insurance to come to Spain. Correct. And we have an agreement with different companies that cover our students while they are internationally here. It's part of as well the visa process application where they do have to provide an insurance, but it is definitely covered hundred percent while they're here. On top of that, La Roche has a special agreement with a very unique ambulance and helicopter ambulance service. Where students, if feeling sick, they have an ambulance with three doctors that come to see them on campus, be it a fever or be it they cut my finger in the kitchen, they're fully covered. That's good to hear. Now, a lot of your students I know come from all over the world, a lot of different countries, cultures, religions. Do they have an opportunity to go somewhere quiet to pray if, if that's what they wish to do? Do you have a, a space set aside for them? Again, we've had students that have requested it and we, we offer them the space and there's not a dedicated space to it, but again, being in Marbella, which is also, I wouldn't say a big city, but there's a lot of, there's a mosque and a few minutes, a few meters from the campus. There are several churches. There's a big Jewish community around as well. So if it's not on campus, they also have the opportunity within the surroundings. Okay. Now you mentioned that your students can go and use a sports facility. Do you actually have like competitive sports teams or teams where a group of students get together and just maybe on a play football for an hour or two in the evening, just for fun? How is that organized? Okay. All of the student activities are organized through the student governance association, which is for, from students to students, the SGA, as we call it, have a formal, formal body. They have a president, a vice president, and all of the people that are related to sports and so on. But. Just to give you an idea of how sports is managed on campus, we give a big importance to the internationality, as we mentioned. So if you go to a traditional university, what happens normally is that if you're going to play a football tournament, it's the Spanish against the French or Portuguese against the German. So we didn't really want that to happen. So what we've done on campus is that we have different houses. The students call it a bit of a Harry Potter type of thing. So students are randomly placed in different houses and let's say the football competition, for example, which runs throughout the semester with the league and different, uh, different challenges is the red house against the blue house and purple house and the green house. So that's how sports are run. It's not only football. We have tennis, volleyballs. Of course, we have beach volleyball being, being close to the beach. There is a running club that goes twice a week. And then on top of that, from any sport you can imagine from tennis as well. And so on, but being a hospitality university also gives us great advantages. For example, we have the culinary club or the cocktail club, the wine club, which meet once a week and discuss different wines from different regions. We have the master chef competition where, you know, they fight to be the best chef again, within the house's context, there's a lot of things going on for our students throughout the semester. But I think the most important part is that it's not just about playing football or, or cooking or, or learning about the cocktail, but it's our way of also ensuring that the community and the students are mixed together and they learn from each other. And all of these different um, societies or clubs are also run by students, which in a way are given leadership opportunity to run, to run a club. Are there also opportunities for students to participate in, for example, music or the arts or drama, that, those sort of non-sport activities, for want of a better phrase? So the, as I mentioned before, all the extracurricular or kind of activities first are run by the SGA. And the way that is done is that students propose the different clubs that they like. So for example, we did have the music club last semester. This semester, we don't have many people that are interested in music. So they have created the dance club. We have a speech club. Again, it really depends on what the student is looking for. So some, obviously some of the clubs are always there throughout the semester. But again, since we are semester based and students change so much between semester, it really depends what they're looking for. Now, it seems to me from what I've heard you've described is that 
students have a, a good sort of work-life balance on your campus at Marbella. And I know with students, young people, they like to party. Do your students actually organize events, parties as such? I assume being in the hospitality industry, they probably do. Yeah, it is part of their activities. As any parent, what you usually say is, I prefer my son to have a party at all than him going out. So we give a lot of opportunities for students to do these different activities on campus. Again, since they are related to hospitality, they are, they are very interesting and creative. One of the biggest ones is our cultural food fair, but then you have a white party, we have a special dinners and so on. But yes, a student will be a student. They have opportunities to, to enjoy themselves. But again, we also put a lot of focus on ensuring that there is a learning outcome from the events that we do on campus. And we also put in another part, which is a social uh, component, meaning if we're doing an event, well, let's do it in a way that all of the proceeds go to a designated charity so that they're also at the same time having fun, there is an educational part. And then Marbella obviously has an array of opportunities to, to have fun, which we understand, but we also need to ensure that students are behaving properly. We have a balance between our discipline regulations and also our students having fun. Now, you mentioned earlier on that, that your university has a very active alumni network, and I know that this is a very important part of the whole hospitality industry. Would you like to say a, a little bit more detail about how your alumni network is organized? Sure. The Roche alumni is not campus-based, which means it's not just the Roche Marbella alumni or the Roche Transmontan alumni. It's actually a whole community. There is a platform where students can connect. And it is formally represented by the alumni committee where we have a president, vice president, and all of the other governing bodies of the alumni association. There are local chapters saying, depending on the country, there are different events that happen throughout the year. For example, if we are talking about the world travel market in London, which is one of the biggest tourism fairs, then we ensure that we have alumni gathering there because we have many students that are are many alumni that are attending the event and that happens with the travel fair in, in Spain. It happens with the travel fair in Berlin, in Dubai, and so on. And then we have a global reunion, alumni reunion every year. And last year it was in Transmontana. This year, just a few weeks ago, we held it here in Marbella with over 250 participants around the world. And the beauty of the alumni association in a hospitality school is a networking opportunities that one can get. The good thing is that many of these alumni, and we've seen it in the reunions, maybe you're not of the same year, but you all speak the same language and both have lived the Laroche way of life. There's an instant connection. And then, as I said, we have incredible alumni that have achieved a lot in their career and that are representing maybe their own company or very, very good companies that still to still offer job opportunities for our students, mentoring as well as the relationship for the internships. I think your students are actually in a very fortunate position because there's not too many universities that can offer something as, as useful as your alumni network does for your current students and those who've recently graduated from Le Roche. Now, obviously before your students can graduate from Le Roche, they actually have to go through the three and a half years or so of your program. If we turn the clock back to the beginning of this process, when the students first arrive on your campus, they're all new. They don't know anybody. They landed in a strange country. They may not have visited before in some cases. What sort of orientation and support do you offer to the newly arrived student? Newly arrived students actually begin before they actually arrive. So we have a student representation that is called the student ambassadors. So student ambassadors are students that are currently enrolled in the semester and also are a touch point for future students, for them to start to understand what the Roche is about. Obviously, when they arrive on campus, we have the orientation week where everything is brought together and they explain how the campus works. It's true that we have a lot of rules and regulations and a lot of getting used to. So instead of just giving them that information, we make sure that it is provided to them in a way where they are also starting to mix with the different programs. Maybe one of the presentations that the students receive are actually done by the Student Government Association or by the student ambassadors. And then we create a mentor-mentee program so that students also have somebody to reach out to. And that can extend to same, same nationality, same culture, 
or even same language with sometimes students get more comfortable in that. So they have a lot of opportunity to mix. We do a lot of different icebreakers for our students to to get to know each other. So that is what they what it looks like when they first arrive. First year students also bond together incredibly well, and we know that. So what we've done is BBA one students have something called roll call every morning, where they're all together in one room, and our director of operations goes through the regulations and the attitude of that day. So there are many first-time opportunities for our students that share, I've never taken out the garbage or I've never cleaned the restaurant or never made a coffee. Those type of things really get students close. And uh, yep, so that's really what it looks like. You have to pick up their uniform, get the room, all of these activities. So it's a very exciting moment in, in the orientation week. I suppose it introduces them to the sort of the whole ethos and discipline of being a student in the hospitality industry university. Oh, one point, do you have an airport meet and greet service? Like how do they get from the airport to your campus? I guess is what I'm trying to ask you. Yep. It, it is, it is part of the orientation program. So students send their arrival details to our teams and we have a pickup, a transfer service for them to come on campus. Now, I assume that as you are in the hospitality industry, you provide accommodation for your students. And assuming the answer to that question is yes, what various types of accommodation do you have? Okay. As you mentioned, as part of a hospitality program, we do offer accommodation, but it's not that we only offer, but it's also a compulsory four semesters, one, three, and four for our students, because accommodation is also part of our educational model. We understand that students also learn incredible transforming experiences while they are living with us. And I, I said this throughout the podcast, the Roche is not just a school, but it's a way of life. So we're not the university where we want our students to come to class and go home and forget about the community, but actually live within it. Students also need to learn how to make their bed. They need to have their room tidy. They have to live with somebody, at least in the first year, we encourage them to do, although we do have single accommodation, but it's more beneficial to share a room with somebody that comes from a different background because when you leave, it's enriching and you gain a lot of knowledge about, about living together. So yeah, accommodation for, as I mentioned, compulsory for semester one, three, and four, we have accommodation in our main building, which is usually for our first semester students. It usually consists of a double room with a shared bathroom. As I mentioned before, we have single accommodation. We have so double rooms, single rooms. And then as part of an aspirational model, when you finish BBA one and you go into three and four, you are eligible to move to our off-campus accommodation, which are fully serviced apartments, apartments that maybe share six to seven people in an apartment with their own rooms. But again, the apartments that we offer can be single double rooms but very high end where we have their luxury appliances and television and all of the services that you would expect from a hospitality school. As I mentioned earlier, it includes a, a restaurant that is open to the public as well and a lobby co-working area, as well as a fully equipped gym for our students to, to do their sports activities. Now, a question I often be asked by the parents is, is the gender separated accommodation? How do you handle this? Yeah, in, in terms of rooms, it is separate. In a double room, we would only have one gender. And then in the apartments as well, it is apartments per gender. Security, an, another concern for parents, particularly, uh, how secure is your campus? How safe is it? To start off, I must say that Marbella itself is a very secure place, very low crime rate. That, that has to be embedded. Second of all, our campus location, both the main campus and external campus, are in very luxurious areas of Marbella. So again, very secure. On top of that, 24 hour reception and or security services, CCTVs, alarms, and so on. So we don't take security lightly, even though we are in a very secure place. And on top of that, we are a very well reputed institution in Marbella. So our connections with local police and autonomic police are very strong. Question I have to ask, of course, because students always want to know this. How much does your accommodation cost? I guess there's probably a different price sticker depending on the type of accommodation a student goes into. Exactly. There is a different types. It can go from anywhere from about 4,500 euros 
all the way to six, seven, seven thousand euros, depending, as we said, on the type of accommodation. You have the double or single accommodation on campus. And in the apartments, we also make a difference between the category of rooms where we have a double standard, we have a double luxury. We even have a luxury superior suite in the accommodation and the exterior accommodation. So anywhere between 5,000, 7,000 euros per semester. Um, and then on top of that, we'd have to add the compulsory full, full or half board. So students also get their meals while they're with us. Again, meals is an integral part of our educational model where it's not about just eating, but also how to behave and how to appreciate everything that is being done in the different outlets. Now, you, you mentioned earlier on about the amazing opportunities for students to get involved, of course, in cooking, preparing, serving meals, and of course, eating them as well. Do you have special provision for vegans, vegetarians, people with specific dietary needs? You name it, we cater for it. Again, as an hospitality institution, we make sure that we're able to cater for all of the different needs. And that is what we do. Again, if there is anything specific, we've had a student that was very specific. So a special meal for the whole semester was created for that student. But any type of allergy or even lifestyle, we comply with. Yes. Sounds as if your students are well catered for. Now, of course, we've just been talking about accommodation costs. Of course, the other major aspects of, of cost are tuition fees. Do you have a different tuition fees for local Spanish citizens and international students? Yes, there is a specific Spain and Portugal tuition and then for international students as well. It, it, there, there is a slight difference, yes. Can you tell me how much students have to pay if they are international? Okay. The tuition fees obviously vary from the different semesters. If we're talking about our bachelor in business administration would be approximately about 20,000 euros for the first semester. And then progressively goes down between 19 to 15,000 per semester in terms of tuition. For international students, and how about for the Spanish and Portuguese students? Slightly lower, about a 10% decrease. Yeah. Process. Okay. So we've covered the tuition costs and the accommodation costs. Are there any other costs that students should be aware of? It is within our fee structure, but I think we've covered everything in our call. You may, uh, I would just maybe say what would be the right amount for pocket money for our students. As I said before, accommodation and board is taken care of and very well taken care of. It's just really up to the students on how much they need to have some fun around the weekends or maybe to go and buy something or some shopping. It really is up to them. If you're on a 200 euro or 500 euro a month, you're very much covered. But again, it really depends on your lifestyle. Now, some students, of course, will be looking at your website thinking, oh, I, I would love to go and study there. And then they sit down with their parents and they do the sums and perhaps it's difficult for them to imagine financing it all. Do you have some sort of financial aid or scholarships available to students? Yep. So depending on the situation of each student, there are financial aids, scholarships as well, that would have to really be on an individual basis to, to understand what a student could do. But if you're thinking or considering studying La Roche and you're not sure about the, the, the tuitions and the finance, please reach out to us because we find many different solutions, even different payment plans where students can actually pay little by little. And on top of that, different scholarships where there is a work study scholarship where you can receive a certain scholarship in exchange for some work on campus. Yeah, I understand that some students like to work on campus or are able to work on campus. Can students also get a part-time job in Marbella in the local city? Yes, but the student that must understand that in First semester operations, they are quite busy, have a lot of work to do. And then in the other, sem the other semesters, they need to keep in mind that they at least need to comply with a nine to five schedule for courses. And depending on the semester and the load of, of work, sometimes we don't recommend it, but it is possible. And again, it really depends on what the student wants to do. But working in Marbella also is related to to your visa time and so on to be able to work. 
Okay, we're going to come on and talk about visas in just a moment, but I'm just sitting here thinking with the full of guild that you are giving these young people in terms of their experience of working in different areas of a hotel, for example, they might be able to go and get themselves a part-time job in a local hotel in Marbella, assuming that they have time in their what's going to be a very busy schedule. Now, students I know that come from all over the world and the EU citizens clearly won't need a visa because they're allowed to live and study in, in Spain because it's an EU country. But if we talk now about the international students, those that will need to have a visa, can you just talk us through what the process is, what visa they need, how they apply, how you can support them? Okay. We have over 94 nationalities. And again, only there's a big part of students that are not in their European Union. So obviously need the visa and it's something that LaRoche has been doing for many years. So our support in that sense is again, offering and ensuring that we offer them all of the paperwork needed to be able to apply for their visa in their home country. You need to be a resident of the country you're applying for. Typically it would be you apply to the Spanish embassy or consulate in your local region and just follow the process. Obviously everything related to the ensuring that we have the right documentation is provided from us. And in some cases we are able also to assist in, in getting visa, a visa appointment for them to process it. Everything needed for that, we're here to support them. So it's not really, you want to come to Spain, yes. do your thing. No, it's, we send you everything for you to be able to fly correctly and offer the support throughout. I think that's probably very reassuring because for most of the students, it'll be their first time applying for a visa and it can be a little bit daunting to deal, dealing with the bureaucracy. It's good to know that you are there, you've got their backs and you support them. When students are researching courses at different universities, obviously there will be differences in content. What would you say are the main strengths of, of Le Roche Mabea? When I speak to students and they research and are not sure what they want to do, firstly, I think a career in hospitality is incredible. It's one of the best jobs in the world. All we do is we make people happy. That's what hospitality is about. So. At the core of it, we, we strongly understand that here at the Roche and throughout the interview that we've had today, Jeremy, we, we, I hope I highlighted, highlighted how it's not just about coming to the university and studying the academia, but the whole experience that's related to it. Our students that come to our university get to mix with all of these different nationalities with different interests, different dreams. And you might come into La Roche thinking you want to do something, but because of the whole experience you lived, you're going to probably end up doing something that wasn't expected. You might be joining a company that you've never heard of, or you might be joining the company that you dream of going. I think that's what makes the La Roche University unique. It's the La Roche way of life, living within a community that is an experience in itself that shapes you. And on top of that, having the incredible reputation that we have in the industry where there is a job almost guaranteed for you when you finish, because we are highly, let's say, perceived by the industry. It's really that. I think you need to come for yourself and see what we do. Maybe have a chat with some of our student ambassadors and see, see for yourself. It's not just about preparing you professionally, but also supporting you in your personal growth uh, that makes us very unique as a university. Now, I talked earlier on about this idea of fostering a certain ethos of professionalism. And we talked, for example, about how students need to be dressed appropriately during the working day. But what sort of attributes do you wish to foster during those three, three and a half years that the students are with you? Are there any particular skills which the students will develop as a result of studying at Les Roche? It's very much based on the soft skills, on the attitude that our students have. Everything is done where our students are learning about being humble and being hungry as well about learning. So, you know, how to interact with people, how to manage people. It's all about people. And, and the whole focus of our programs are related to that in leadership skills and in managing situations. So that would be what we're looking for. And on top of that, Russia's DNA is innovation. It's entrepreneurship. That spirit of students is what we really want to bring out from them with the values that I mentioned. 
Now, I know that students and in particular their parents are always interested to know where somebody who graduates from your university can go on to work. And I think there is a certain misconception still amongst some people that if you go to a hospitality industry university, you end up working in a hotel. Perhaps you could talk about that point and also talk more generally about the sort of different types of careers that your graduates move on to. If you think about a few years ago, yes, hospitality is very much related to hotels, but if you also see how the world is evolving, you realize that hospitality is actually part of every industry. And I think that hospitality actually won't just be an industry in five years, but will be embedded within all the different industries. And what do I mean by this is that what we've seen at La Roche is that companies that are used to come to recruit our students, as you said, mainly or maybe restaurants, maybe hotels, maybe even airlines and cruise ships. But what we've seen lately is that more and more companies that are not 100% hospitality, such as luxury retail, private banking, aviation, all of these companies are coming to recruit from us because they highly value the hospitality attitude of our students that are able to be transferred into those industries. There is a very known technological company that has a fruit as its logo and they come and recruit from us. And when they met why they were here in a hospitality school, they said at their company, you have a lot of tech people, but it was the time when they were opening their stores and they realized that they wanted to base the customer experience in their tech company within hotel company or hotel customer experience. So that really shows how a diverse, a career could be for our students. So we have students working in this company. We have students that are opening their own companies. We put a big emphasis in entrepreneurship. Students are working in tech companies related to guest experience. We have students in private banking. We have students obviously in hotels around the world from boutique hotels to supervisory roles, corporate roles in hotels and hospitality companies, restaurants. And again, we are also seeing that there are many jobs that haven't been created yet that our students will be able to actually apply for in the future. If you come to study hospitality at La Roche, mainly the bachelor program or even the master's program, you can really get into any industry that has customer focused. And when I say customer, is that only towards the external customer? You can also apply hospitality within human resources within a company in, in how you take care of your employees work on leadership. I'd like, I, I honestly believe studying at the Rosh, you can work in anything you want. I think it's a very good point that you made there, Mano, because so many companies nowadays are looking really for transferable skills and particularly interpersonal skills. And clearly any student who's been through the Rosh is, is well positioned to move into a, a variety of industries where those skills are to the fore. Okay, Mano, I'm convinced. I want to come to Le Roche. How do I maximize my chances of being accepted? What do I need to do? Obviously, you need to start the application process, which is very simple and straightforward. You can contact our admissions teams directly through the website, as well through our social media channels. And once you connect with Le Roche, you'll be assigned somebody that will take you and guide you through the process, depending on the country you're in, because Le Roche is also represented in over 150 different countries. So you'll have somebody on the ground in your country to help you with that process. So very straightforward, fill in some forms as well that, that are requested and uh, have a passion for hospitality. That's all we're looking for. And do they have to send in any supporting documents like sort of a transcript of their grades or exam results, those type of things? Yes, without a doubt, it's part of the acceptance package and part of our admissions criteria to fulfill our accreditation. But then again, they're given some time to be able to gather all of that. And if needed, we can also contact their schools or universities to help them with the process. Of course, the other vital question to do with application is what are the deadlines? Usually it's about two months before the semester starts. But again, we also have the late applicants that, that are also applying a few weeks before, but ideally it would be at least two months before the semester starts. Currently we have a semester starting in March and another one in September. So between those dates would be the deadlines. 
for you basically have a sort of fairly flexible rolling admissions process for application. Yes, we do. Yes. Okay. Last question on this topic. In some parts of the world, students work through agent. Does working through an agent increase a student's chances of being accepted to Le Roche? The, as I mentioned before, we are represented in over 150 countries around the world. Some of them are agents, but the agents that we work with are closely linked to La Roche and been a partner of ours, so trusted partners. It's up to the student to, to decide and feels more comfortable. Sometimes agents on the ground can help you with particular situations of your own country or even help you with the visa process in that case. So it doesn't make a difference, but uh, it depends on how comfortable a student is. Now, I know that we've covered a lot and you've certainly given a, a lot to think about and a lot of very interesting insights into what Le Roche Marbella has to offer. If there are still some questions that I would like answers to, who should I contact? You should definitely contact the campus and then we'll put you through the right process. Again, it depends if you are a parent that wants to have some answers, or maybe you're a current prospect student. And that may vary because sometimes as a student, you want to speak to another student. I mentioned it throughout the recording. We have student ambassadors that can also help you understand what Veloz is about and guide you through that process. We have alumni that are in different countries that can also be put in contact with you if you're interested in knowing more. And obviously all of the incredible people that work on campus are also available for some counseling, depending on the subject that you're interested in. Is there anything that you would like to add that, that we haven't covered so far in this interview? We definitely covered a lot, Jeremy. Thank you. And I think it's great to have done it. I did want to add something that is quite innovative in terms of the LaRoche DNA, and it's a, an addition to the student experience on campus. Uh, what we have here at LaRoche, both in Marbella and Transmontana, is a unique car sharing, electric car sharing service for our students. So the students have a LaRoche app where they can book. In Marbella, we have Midis and in, in Transmontano, we have Teslas. So through the app, it's exclusive to LaRoche students. You book your car to go into town or go for a long weekend. And it's all done through the LaRoche app. And it's also part of our connectivity on campus. Students don't have physical cards. Everything is done by their mobile phone. And I think that is a great addition for our students. So one, it is a student service that is offered. Two, we are also given an example in terms of hospitality and tourism mobility. And three, sustainable, because all of these cars are electric and we do make sure that we measure our CO2 emissions as well as part of our sustainability goals. I just wanted to point that out, and I think it's a great addition to our students. Certainly is. And it's nice to see that Roche is very forward thinking in, in, in this area. Finally, as a college counselor, I always urge students to have a plan B. I say to them, you can't put all your eggs in one basket and just apply to one university because what happens if they don't take you? Now, supposing a student applies to Le Roche in Marbella and they don't get accepted, is there anywhere else that you would recommend that they should have a look at? I only have to say La Roche Crans Montana, you know, because definitely I think La Roche is the place to be if you're, as you mentioned before, excited and convinced to study. Again, if, if you're not available to get in, we have to analyze the situation and understand what, the, what prevented you from joining La Roche. But sometimes, and this happened to some of our students that they were not ready to join La Roche. What they did was take a six month job somewhere else. Uh, related to hospitality, maybe your English level is not so great. So why not apply for a job maybe in an English speaking country, get some hospitality experience and then come and start the Russian another semester. Definitely use the time to gain that professional experience, which will always help you with your studies here on the Rosh. When I posed that question, Mano, I made a little bet with myself. I bet Mano is going to say the Rosh campus in Switzerland. Thank you for that. <laughs> I've actually you been to. I, I've actually been to your campus in Switzerland and it's lovely. Unfortunately, I haven't been to the Marbella one, but from what you've been saying, it sounds equally as lovely. And oh. I think I've actually worked with many students who've attended Le Roche and they've all given me very positive feedback. And they've, most importantly, they've moved on to good careers. 
And so I think that La Le Roche is definitely one of the leading universities in the whole hospitality industry. And I'm always very happy to recommend it to my students. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, I take you up on the, on that and you have an open invitation to come and visit us on campus and experience it yourself. Thank you, Mano. One of these days I'm going to take you up on that because we started this interview saying how nice the weather was in Spain. So that's <laughs> doubly tempting. So you have been listening to Mano Soler from the Le Roche campus in Marbella. Thanks again, Mano. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe and share the Find Your Best Future podcast. <laughs>